This is She Talk Live. Hello, welcome to She Talk Live. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Stephanie, here with you tonight. And I've got some wonderful ladies in the studio with me. Ladies, would you like to introduce yourselves? I'm Antigone. And this is Carla. Yes, hello. And and thank you again so much for listening. We're very glad you're here with us tonight. Uh, this is a show about your calls, of course, um, and we are taking them tonight. You can give us a call at 603-435-1105. And once again, that number is 603 435 1105. We're very excited to get your perspective and hear your thoughts on what we'll be discussing tonight. And of course, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com. That is, of course, the website um, where you can hear all of what we're doing. Uh, Check out the cam, the listen lines and the live streams. So, uh, ladies, uh, we have we've had quite an exciting week, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, so much of uh, what I've seen in the media this week um, and when I say media, um, I mean not just the mainstream media, but the media that we're kind of creating here in New Hampshire. You know, so, ma- so many of us are kind of the artistic types, and we like to do our own uh, style of journalism and uh, social networking and so forth. Um, you know, so much of what I've seen of that this week has been about um, about Meg and about yeah. her experience with the TSA, right? Um, and so for anyone who's been living under a rock, I guess, and <laughs> hasn't heard about this, um, our friend Meg was on her way back from Florida, coming back to New Hampshire, um, after, I guess, visiting the boys from Liberty on tour in Florida. And she had uh, an experience, a, a very uh, scary and terrible experience with the TSA at one of the airports where she was um, selected to go through the body scanner and refused and started asking questions. But... Um, really got some some very bad treatment uh, in response to her questions and her you know lack of obedience I guess you could right. say <laughs> <laughs> and so you know there's been a huge response to this I mean uh, George Donnelly and and Jim Bab have have been working on this website called we won't fly right yeah um, which is basically kind of a blog or an organizing point that is detailing some of this backlash against the TSA and their new uh, body scanners. And, uh, you know, their website has just exploded. I mean, literally overnight got hundreds of thousands of hits and was on all these mainstream, uh, you know, Reddit. Yeah, uh, covered on CNN, I believe. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so exciting. I mean, I've. it's so unfortunate that what happened to Meg happened, but at least there's a silver lining, which is that we got a lot of coverage for the Free State Project and for George's website, We Won't Fly, and even Free Talk Live got mentioned on um, all kinds of mainstream media. And, you know, not only from the media sort of balanced perspective, I think this issue is much bigger than that in the sense that this might actually be the opportunity where the sheeple start to go, you know what, this isn't right. No, I don't want to. I'm not sure if you guys saw the video, but there was one going around of a three-year-old child who did did not want to, who was screaming, don't touch me. And uh, the father was a reporter, which is really the only reason it even mm. got onto some kind of news thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was actually surprised with that, that you're even allowed to record in these areas anymore. I mean, I, I'd be yeah. surprised they're not going to like check our cell phones before. Right. Well, wasn't the father recording on his cell phone camera? Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I saw that. And I mean... I'm sure the father just didn't ask anyone's permission. I think they just, you know, either he didn't, hadn't taken it out of his pocket and he just said, oh, I have this and right. realized it. And probably because he's trained as a reporter sort of thought, you know, this is worthwhile to at least document, which, yeah. of course, is something that we all know. 
you know, if it's not, what does Ridley say? Carla knows it all too well. (laughs) Yes, I do. He says, don't get mad, get video. Yes. And he also says, if, you know, if it's not on video, it didn't happen. Yeah, absolutely true. And, uh, you know, Carla, you you had this, as I alluded to, you had this experience where you were um, filming police, uh, you know, in a routine tra- traffic stop in public and then you you know they sort of brought down their heavy hand on you but yes they uh, a paw i would say <laughs> yeah claw yeah they're claws twisted gnarled <laughs> long black nails but anyway uh so yeah where were we going with this yeah you know one one of the things tsa that, bad <laughs> yes tsa bad <laughs> um one of the things that i saw repeatedly in the mainstream news articles about this were um quotes from parents saying that, well, you know, we tell our children that nobody's allowed to touch their private parts. Um, and if we have to say nobody's allowed to touch your private parts except government officials, right? that somehow doesn't seem right. I no, think, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I, I can't think of a better term than it's sick. It is. I, um, I think in that same video with the little three-year-old girl, they were saying in the article that the TSA was like, well, we just need to make it a game. So a now, game. So so now to oh, fondle someone. Uh, yeah, I'm like, um, is this like pedophile 101 handbook stuff? Oh. Here, kitty. Oh. Here's a little piece of candy. Now let m- let me touch strange you. lady touch you. Oh. You know, Ugh, that creeps me. Out. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I wonder if there are some people who like. I've heard kind of this sentiment from people like, well, you know, they can do it to me, but they can't do it to my kids. Right. You know. Uh, and I kind of wonder why people would go along with them, you know, the, the pat down or the body scanner happening to themselves. But right. at, at least they're questioning it for the sake of their kids. Yeah. Although I, I read an article this morning where it was a, a woman who had said she was upset because she did not know it was the new procedure. So she didn't know it was, um, you know, there was either the the scanner, the porner scanner or, you know, hey, you can get get groped today. And <laughs> yeah. um, and she. She sort of alluded to the fact that as long as there had been warnings sort of coming up to the gate or if they had announced that these were the new techniques, she would be OK with that. And that surprised me, too, because so as long as we let you know that the big, um, you know, long object is coming to uh, <laughs> to penetrate <probe> you. you. <laughs> Then it's okay. Yeah, that doesn't seem to make sense to me. And you know, I I actually I I went through a body search once in South Africa, um, coming back from Rio to South Africa, and this was in really? the early nineties, late eighties, maybe, um, when it was still a police state. And people often wow. often ask, you know, what brought you to liberty? And one of the things was that because I grew up in a police state, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so they thought I was smuggling. Um, cocaine back from Rio and I was probably 20 at the time and yeah you know the snapping sound when they pulled the glove on <laughs> that's horrifying yeah oh yeah. my Carla I'm so sorry well, that happened. you know so I don't um, even know what to say that's that's I, I can't even imagine what that must have been like so you know so it's it's you know we're kind of joking here but of course no one should have to go through this kind of violation and we all know that it's just security theater so like they get that's anything the next done. step the body searches are the next step oh for sure they're kind of i mean obviously these these pat downs now are being used to humiliate people into going through the body scanners because that's faster for them and right. they want to be able to do it you know scan at everybody and maybe possibly even have these pictures to store for later. But uh, 
Because, you know, and it has to be said, and I'm sure someone has probably said this on the show, but, you know, Meg's an attractive woman. Yeah. And it's very suspicious to me that she's the person who gets pulled out of the line for the porno scan. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I I wouldn't doubt it that there were people there saying, oh, I'd like to see her naked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the world we live in, America with three Ks. Yeah. Gross. Uh, so what are your thoughts about the uh, the new body scanners? Has this affected your decision to fly? I think uh, we'll be kind of getting into that next. But if you have thoughts on this um, or if you want to bring up a different subject, you can give us a call at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. Um, so actually, ladies, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, how this has kind of affected me. Um, I actually decided not to take a flight that I that I was going to take uh, over the next couple of months because because of this whole incident. I mean, before that, I had very uh, like severely curtailed my uh, intentions to fly. And I was saying, OK, well, I'll only do it if it's absolutely necessary, maybe once every couple of years. Uh, but now I've reached the point where I just don't want to I don't want to deal with it at all. And what do you what do you ladies think? I kind of came to the same conclusion uh, a while ago. I flew to New Hampshire to come visit a little over a year ago, Mm -hmm. um, and that I had to do it that way. But for my actual move, I drove from California to New Hampshire, then I drove to Florida, drove back (laughs) up. I do a lot of driving. On the Liberty Caravan, right? Yeah. That's right. We will be uh, returning with some more uh, outrageous TSA stories and also taking your calls about whatever is on your mind. Give us a call, 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live, and we'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is your host, Stephanie, here with you. And Antigone. And Carla. Yes. We certainly do appreciate you listening tonight. And uh, check out the Shrine of Female Listeners on Free Talk Live's website. Uh, I believe, uh, well, all of us except, uh, I don't think Antigone is on there, but uh, that was the night that uh, Meg was filling in for you, that we took that picture, because uh, you, were, you were down in... Uh, Lucky me. <laughs> Oh, unlucky uh, listeners, because they don't get to see your beautiful face, unless they tune into the cam right now. But uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to the shrine. The shrine is a um, photo montage of uh, gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent women that listen to Free Talk Live and have sent in their pictures to show uh, that they listen and that they appreciate the show. So you guys should go there and uh, check it out. Or if you're a lady, you can send in your picture. Um and you can call us, too, if you have some thoughts to share with us. We were talking before the break about the TSA and uh, some some pretty uh, scary stuff and, and some uh, disturbing experiences, uh, not only from, from the past, from Carla, that she was relating when she lived in the police state, um, but <laughs> things that are going on today. Uh, so if you have thoughts about that, you should call us at uh, 603-435-1105. Let us know what you think. That's 603-435-1105. So before the break, we were just beginning to get into uh, an event that's been planned. Uh, Actually, we were discussing how um, this this whole TSA uh, nude body scanner slash uh, outrageous pat down thing has affected our own decisions to fly. And uh, Antigone said that she she's done and I'm definitely done, too. Right. 
Uh, yeah, unless I absolutely, absolutely have to. And I really can't think of any reason I would have to. Mm-hmm. And if I ever leave the uh, the United States area, I'd probably be on a boat on a one-way ticket. <laughs> You're on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's a little different, of course, because I have family back in South Africa. So yeah. it's never saying never. Um, I also feel they like... come um, visit you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also feel like uh, Louie and I shot our wad on the principled part of staying away from the TSA really early. Because when we came back in 2003 after a tour um, of the middle... Uh, of Asia, uh-huh. we, um, Louis was like, we are not traveling until the TSA is gone. And we stuck. We didn't go. We haven't been wow. back. That's and awesome. When earlier, was that? When oh, was the trip? That was in 2003. And oh, okay. so, I missed that. And, and we used to, um, you know, we used to fly frequently and go overseas at least once or twice a year. And we hadn't. And so earlier this year, uh, we had an opportunity to go to Honduras. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, you know, you want to you want to be principled. But on the other hand, don't they win if they're stopping us from doing the things we want to uh, do? And so well, I that's, think that's a very interesting uh, part of this discussion. Right. That that's that's basically the objection I've heard from everyone who I've said this to, you know, oh, well, you're just letting them win pretty soon. They're going to be setting up roadside checkpoints and you won't be able to drive. You won't be able to leave your house, you right. know, Um I don't see that happening uh, soon. At least I hope it doesn't happen soon. Well, I think um, the thing is, though, is that what I think the approach people are taking right now is the right one. So we're going to say we won't fly. And but also protesting. Protesting. Know, saying why you won't fly is a big, big part of that, right? Yeah, and I think just starting to spread that message so that people realize, you know what? No, we we can fly, and it should become a commercial issue. We should be going to the airlines and to the tourist industry. And I know, um, I think it was on Lou Rockwell a couple of weeks ago, someone had proposed a letter-writing campaign mm-hmm. to Disney to oh, say, Yeah, we you really know want to bring the kids down there, but we don't but want to expose want them to this yeah, groping. Yeah, Groping. Yeah, it's it, like Meg said. It's it's really molestation. It's it just gets back to the whole idea that you know, regular people. If you went up to someone and slid your hand up the middle of their leg until you met with their crotch, that would be not okay, right? That's inappropriate I mean, I sexual that's, touching. That's sexual assault. Yeah, I mean, it's unwanted touching. Right. It's clearly unwanted, right? I mean, the only person that the only reason that person is allowing it to happen is because they desperately want to get on that plane. And so I think, you know, if we go to the airlines, if we start to go to the industry, and also if we just make people aware of this, because I I can't imagine that people are going to feel comfortable. There was a guy ranting on YouTube yesterday about his his mother in a wheelchair who got the 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 enhanced pat down, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they're calling it. And yeah. he's like, it's my 80 year old mother in a wheelchair. So I think, yeah. I think they've overplayed their hand. I'm hoping they have, because it seems like because we're getting enough play in the mainstream media that people are realizing this is not something they want to have happen. I've been looking for the statistics here and I can't find any statistical data, but um, what I remember hearing was that, it, the numbers are down of people flying. Yeah, by a significant amount, right? Like something like 30%. Yeah, or, okay. I remember 30 yeah, as well. So that's too. probably what it is. 
And um, I mean, that that's very significant as far as the money that the airlines oh, yeah. are not making. But you see, yeah. there is a catch-22, too, because oh, the airlines are subsidized by <laughs> yeah. the government. So the government's like, oh, this police state's going to cost us some money because, yeah, go figure. People don't really want to get groped to go to Disney World. And but, you know, the funny money just plays on because, yeah, they'll just bail them out again. Yeah. Well, uh, the purpose of uh, we won't fly um, and George and Jim, there are two mm-hmm. things that they want to do. They want people to not fly. But if they are going to fly to definitely opt out of the body scanners. Right. Make and us think about it. Go, right. Um, and then, I mean, that's basically outreach to everyone else that's in the line there. Yes. Um, and it's much slower, mm-hmm. you know, to get groped. And then one of the other um, strategies Uh, if you decide to go that way, is to say things to make them feel maybe half as uncomfortable as you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, you know, I mean, groping is now a safety issue, so you could always grope the TSA agents. (laughs) Right, because groping, if groping makes us safe, then you should be able to do it to them, too. Right, you could be like, you know what, I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now because you're touching my junk, so I'm just going to touch your junk back and (laughs) then we're all good, right? I think I'm going to squeeze it a little bit, too, just to make sure nothing comes out, like (laughs) be ultra safe. Bullets or anything, you know? (laughs) You know what I find fascinating? I don't know if you ladies have heard of, I'm sure you have, but um, that... Uh, Cherkov, who I like to call Jerkov, um, <laughs> the who, former head of the D- Department of Homeland Security. Oh, you mean Cherkov? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he actually is one of the people behind the new scanners, the porno scanners. So not the the mm-hmm. not the milliwave ones, because there's two different technologies. Yeah. But so. I mean, what could be a better poster child for crony capitalism, i.e., hey, I work for the government and now I don't work for the government, but now I have government contracts. Right. right? It's a revolving door. They're in the government, then they're in the private sector and the private sector is totally in bed with the government. And then they go right back in maybe when there's another president or something. Right. The classic example of a revolving door. And, you know, I think that that's something that should actually be emphasized at these protests and stuff as well i mean i think you can make a very effective one-page flyer handout to just be like uh department of homeland security Cherkov photo you know when he was officially in there Mm -hmm. and then you know he makes these machines but he's now in the private sector and he's becoming a millionaire and you know right yeah i think that really plays on people's anti-corporatist sentiments you know um, if you have some thoughts on this, you can give us a call, 603-435-1105. We would, of course, very much appreciate hearing from you. This is She Talk Live, and as always, we're coming back with more. Stay tuned. This is She Talk Live. We're back. Stephanie here with you. And Antigone. And Carla. See, we told you we'd come back and have more for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us. And of course, if you would like to call us with your thoughts, give us a call at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. We are still waiting on our first calls of the night. Will it be you? (laughs) You want to tell us your horror stories about the TSA or whatever else is on your mind? We will be standing by. Uh, But in the meantime, we're going to continue talking about what we've uh, basically been discussing the first two segments of the show, Um, uh, basically talking about uh, the TSA and their new 
body scanner and pat-down procedures. And I, I did have a very short blog post that I wanted to read uh, from a flight attendant. It's called Flight Attendant um, Tells Her TSA Sexual Assault Story. Uh, but first, I wanted to make sure we mention um, the protest plan for the day before Thanksgiving, which is the uh, the busiest travel day of the year, as I understand it. Is that right? Yep. November 24th, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So uh, there's some information about this on the We Won't Fly website, and I'm, I'm sure you can find it on Facebook. There are events and everything. Uh, basically, it's, um, you know, uh, people are planning to go to airports nationwide. I know they're in Philadelphia and in uh, in Manchester, New Hampshire. They're starting to do this um, and sort of pass that information to just raise awareness about what the TSA is doing because, you know, a lot of people don't actually know what these boxes are that they're stepping into. They haven't, you know, if they're not kind of tuned into this. Right. I mean, my my ears perked up to this story about maybe a year ago mm-hmm. when I first heard about the technology that was like planned to be rolled out in 2011. Right. Um, and I, I read this thing about the body scanners and I was appalled. I, I said, oh, my I can't believe right. this. Um, but you know, that that was just kind of a blip on the radar for many people, I'm sure. They either didn't believe that it was going to be implemented or they didn't think it was that bad. Or well, And also, go figure, um, the government lies, right? And yes, so they're saying definitely. that these things are safe. But if that's the mm-hmm. case, why has, um, I believe it's the uh, the Pilots Association has come out and said they don't, they don't want their uh, their employees to have to go through these because, of course, right. if you're a pilot, so what you're going to get radiated every day. Yes, and I mean they actually do say that the dose of radiation that you get is basically the same as you get if you're taking a, a plane flight, like a thirty minute or one hour plane flight. However, you know if you're a flight attendant or if you're a pilot, um, and if you think about. It being exposed to this over the course of your career, it's really like you're getting the radiation from taking twice as many flights as you actually took, right? Well, because every time you have to get screened and then you go on the flight, so that's double the radiation. Right, and and I, I mean, I'm not that familiar with the technology, but you know, I I hesitate to believe anything they're saying. So, oh, absolutely, and I mean, there are people who say. Like, you know, I understand because I'm familiar with uh, chest x-rays and other radiology stuff. Mm-hmm. I understand radiation dosing. But there are people who say because of the way these machines are set up with the backscatter technology that all this radiation dose is concentrated kind of on the skin and the soft tissues. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that it could increase the risk for um, like breast cancer right. and skin cancer and all and that. And also that it's more harmful to children. So really yes. we're in a situation yeah. then where, um, you know, your child for, for their own health and safety, you should have them opt out. And then, of course, we're down that horrible road yeah, again of, you know, uh, inappropriate touching. I mean, that's yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, they can call it what they like, but why don't right. you read the story and then we'll, our they listeners can call, will... They can call theft property taxes. Of but course it's still they can. Theft, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And and speaking, as you said, of, of uh, inappropriate touching, here's a here's a blog post from wewon'tfly.com. It's called Flight Attendant Tells Her TSA Sexual Assault Story. Um, uh, flight Attendant Megan N. writes on the We Won't Fly Facebook page, I'm a flight attendant for a major airline. I'm currently out on disability because of a hip replacement. My husband, who's a pilot, and I flew out of Portland, Maine on November 9th to New York for my six-week follow-up appointment. I had my other hip replaced back in 2008, and I totally know the entire procedure going through security. So I thought. My husband waited for me on the opposite side through security with all of my belongings while I endured the, quote, new pat-down procedure. I was asked by the female TSA agent if I wanted a private screening, and I said no because I... 
did not expect what was about to happen. The agent went up my right leg first and then met my vagina with full force, the same on the other leg with the same results. She then used both of her hands to feel my breasts and squeezed them. At this point, I was in shock. When I came out of security, my husband asked me, what the hell was that? I have never felt so humiliated and violated. I have gone through the stages of being a sexual assault victim. Shock, denial, blame, pain, anger. I have yet to come with the acceptance stage. The bottom line here, we are all American citizens and should not be forced to succumb to a government agency that is clearly violating our Fourth Amendment. Thank you for opening up this Facebook page. We need to get the word out and fight for our civil liberties that are being taken away. This is huge. So, wow. I mean, she experienced that as a sexual assault. And she said she went through these stages of, um, of, of you know, grief, guilt, shame, all this, all this different stuff. Um, I don't even know what to say about that. It's just horrifying. That's why I canceled my flight that I was going to take this for this Christmas because I, I'm not going to go through that. Right. Wait, do you ladies have any comments about this? I it mean, is sexual assault. Yeah. I mean, there's no uh, difference. It's at all. Sexual you know, assault it, by they're someone. They're not calling it your crotch. They're calling it resistance. Yeah. Um, I love the little euphemisms that they use, which is which really goes back to like whenever I hear these things, I think of um, Stefan Molyneux's speech at Porkfest mm-hmm. when he was talking about language and how important the language is um, when we talk about uh, government programs or anything like that. Um, and really, in this case, you know, they're calling it a pat down, but it's an assault. It's a sexual assault. Right. They're calling it resistance, but it's someone's private parts. Yep. Uh, what else is there to say? I, I think we have a caller on the line that may have some comments about this. Let's take this call. Uh, caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Hey, this is this is James. Hi, James. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Um, doing well. Yeah, I'd just like to mention there's one more form of uh, civil disobedience, and and this is the wheels off version, and that is to <laughs> strip, strip, strip down to your underwear, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, and and to me, that's less humiliating than than uh, being groped. Yeah, you know, so, they're actually. Yeah. This reminds me of um, some of the protests in Germany, Germany, yeah, where they've been protesting right. um, either nude or in kind of bathing suits uh, type attire at the airport just hmm. to show. <laughs> Maybe we should do that on the twenty fourth. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take the lead on that, Carla? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's New Hampshire. It's a little too cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I agree, James. I mean, we before the break or, dur- or during the break, we were kind of talking about uh, strategies to just make it make it very obvious um, what these people are actually doing. And we were talking about, you know, when they when they start to grope you, asking asking them how they would feel about you groping them, you know, for their safety, of course. What do you think about that? Right. I mean, yeah, that's that's an, another another way to go, but. Uh... Yeah, I like the strip version. <laughs> I bet you do. Especially if there are ladies involved. <laughs> and so, and, I mean, I, hmm? I was just about to ask, I know you live um, down in the south. Are there any um, airport protests planned for the 24th uh, down by your neck of the woods? Uh, not not to my knowledge. Okay. Um, but uh, when, I mean, if if I was traveling, I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to strip if at least one other person would. That's so awesome. Well, to... you just put out that call on Free Talk Live. Maybe there's somebody listening who is also willing to strip for liberty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Anything That's else? Right. Anything else on your mind tonight, James? We can call it strip search for liberty. <laughs> strip search for liberty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that's all. Uh, yeah, all I'll, right. Uh, keep going. Thanks so much for the call right. tonight. We we certainly do appreciate it. And uh, so, what do you ladies think about that? The uh, the protests at Germany where they stripped down to their underwear and. <laughs> I think that's great. You know, and we've talked about this a little bit on it other brings shows. Humor into it, right? Bringing humor into yeah. it, sort of using art as a foil or an excuse or yeah. a way to do things, um, you know, making it fun. And so you you create an environment that feels non-threatening. Yes, I totally agree with that. And we definitely have more to discuss on that topic. Uh, the, the issue of persuasion, which comes up a lot on our show. Um, if you have more thoughts for us, you should give us a call too. That's uh, 603-435-1105 is our number. And when we return, we have a special surprise from Carla. You guys won't want to miss this. Stick around. This is She Talk Live. This is She Talk Live. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We always love to get your calls, and if you would like to grace us with your voice on the airwaves, you can uh, you can give us a call at 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105. Lend us your thoughts and let us know what you think. We've been talking tonight about uh, pretty much exclusively about the TSA, and uh I did kind of want to get into um, a little bit of a different realm at this point, but it's it's definitely related to the theme of the show so far. Um, I don't know how many listeners know this, but Carla is a very talented writer. I mean, she does a lot of uh, not just writing, but blogging and short stories, fiction, all different kinds of um, literary genius and creativeness. <laughs> oh, don't stop, buddy. <laughs> Well, I have to say, I always have to say this. You ladies are are awesome. You're the most, uh, you know, intelligent, creative, lovely, beautiful, uh, thoughtful women in my life. And I always appreciate you coming in with me. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. (laughs) And I was so busy um, uh, pumping you up that I don't think we introduced ourselves. So I'm Stephanie. I'm Antigone. And I'm Carla. Yes, indeed. So uh, we were talking about Carla's uh, literary talents, and Carla actually has a story that uh, is kind of an eerie premonition that she wrote uh, <laughs> several years back in 2003. And she's been going on a uh, a tour of sorts, reading this at different coffee houses and uh, other venues, and has had some interesting reactions to it, um, including uh, people kind of uh, closeted, I guess, interested in liberty folks or yeah. liberty curious kind yeah, of liberty curious, as I like <laughs> to call them. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been a really interesting experience. I mean, I've only done this a handful of times, but mm-hmm. uh, people have responded really well. Uh, there was one night; it was an open mic at a little bar in White River Junction, and mm-hmm. it was between uh, two different bands playing, and I guess. They just never heard of some crazy lady going, so it's up a mic. Can I read my story? And they're like, <laughs> I guess. Like, and, you know, I just got up there and it was a bar and it really wasn't the right environment. And, and people kind of listened or weren't listening or were kind of chatting. And I just went into Lenny Bruce mode and I was like, you know what? I'm here now. I want to read this story. I'm just going to read it. Sweet. <laughs> and when I was done. And then did you get the. I got, yeah, 
it was it was it was very strange. I don't know. I just went to this other place, and um, when I was done, all these people started coming over, and and it certainly didn't feel like anyone had been listening. But you know, one guy came up and he's like, "Hey, are you a libertarian? Because I think I'm one too." And oh, wow. this other guy, you know, and it was just it was really interesting to see that. You know, we we do so much soapboxing and sort of pulpit evangelizing and all this sort of just, you know, talking and trying to convince people. So it was nice for me to just see, you know, my my art or my, you know, my writing actually touch people. And I think for the the TSA protest on the 24th, I'm going to make copies and hand them out to people to read. Yes. Yeah. Clearly, it appeals to people's natural liberty minded sentiments, right? Well, yeah, and and I think you know it's it's partly humorous. I actually wrote it as a as a exercise when I was doing my MFA at City College in New York, which you know was like communist college, <laughs> and, and um, you know we we were all instructed to take a story that we we loved and to write sort of a homage to it. And I chose Kurt Vonnegut's uh, Harrison Bergeron, oh. which. Um, as many of you may know, is a very famous um, short story by Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the premise is that we are all equal. And because we're all equal, that means that no one can be special. <laughs> Stephanie's word. And, the S word. And so in the story, like just to illustrate the point, um, they're ballerinas and they all have to wear like 200 pound sacks so that they wouldn't mm-hmm. jump higher than the average person yeah. would be able to jump. Yeah. And so that was sort of the launching off point for, for this short story. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So uh, Antigone, what do you think? You want to hear this story? Sure. Yeah. Carla, <laughs> we give you the stage. All right. And by the way, if you want to give us a call, let you know, let us know what you think of Carla's story or anything else. <laughs> bring up whatever's on your mind. <laughs> you can call us. Our number is 603-435-1105. Uh, please give us a call. And if not, be entertained. Carla? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Am I on the spot now? Um, the other thing I should add is we will probably go over the time. So um, Yeah, this you... will be a cliffhanger for the next it's, segment. It will be if we time it sort of right (laughs) and um all right so without further ado i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna do the hippie clap the ooh the finger snap yeah i'm actually trying to figure out how exactly i would do this so i don't know let's (laughs) let's try this i'm trying to position myself logistics yes um the microphone's kind of big it gets in the way it it is a little big (laughs) all right so here we go dung 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 The Vitiation of John White Jr., and this is for Kurt Vonnegut, may he rest in peace. The year was 2018, and everybody was either with us or against us. Those who were with us were good, and those who were against us were evil. Nobody was in between. Nobody was neutral. Nobody was allowed not to preserve our freedoms. Nobody was allowed liquids on liquids or lighters on airplanes, except officially licensed and armed air marshals who, due to the stressful nature of their work, they kept shooting the wrong people, were permitted to smoke in toilets any time after takeoff and before landing. All this with us and against us was due to the Patriot Act, which replaced the Constitution in 2015, and due to the unflagging vigilance of the agents of the Department of Homeland Security. 
It was during the muggy season of Swinter, spring winter, <laughs> that the DHS men took John and Nina White's 14-year-old son, John White Jr., away. It was tragic, all right, but John and Nina didn't do anything about it because they were with us. Nina embroidered a special doily to hang above the fireplace to proclaim that she was with us. John, although raised to believe in the Second Amendment, relinquished all his guns under the everybody's doing it, why don't you campaign, because he (laughs) was with us. Nina and John were proud to be the first in Oklahoma City to be implanted with government-issued RFID chips. Every second, the government knew who, where all the with us people were. John and Nina were at the Wool Rogers World Airport. They had arrived the requisite 24 hours in advance. They were planning a trip to Warning Island off the coast of Greenland. A long time ago, when they had paid their fee and were licensed to marry, Nina had asked John why it was called Greenland, not Whiteland, if it was permanently covered in snow. And he had replied, why is cocaine called blow, not snort? (laughs) Unbeknownst to him, this comment triggered a person of interest report and appeared on his permanent record. The line to the screening area moved at a pace of 12 people per screener per hour as regulated, unless it moved slower for no other reason than it was permitted under TSA Union Rule Number 224, subsection 111M. (laughs) John watched the markets on his handheld. Nina watched one of the flat screen TVs dotted through the area. On CNN, a heavyset Tyra Banks was interviewing Anna Nicole Smith's teenage daughter. Nina wondered whether Anna Nicole Smith's teenage daughter had flown to the interview on a private jet. She pitied her if she had. Imagine missing out on the TSA. (laughs) A siren sounded. Everyone looked up expectantly. Over a loudspeaker, a voice announced, Terror alert! Terror alert! Due to recent suspicious terrorist activity in Bora Bora, the National Threat Advisory has been modified from mildly elevated, moderately elevated, chartreuse yellow, lime yellow, (laughs) to moderately high, almost quite severely high, carmine vermilion. (laughs) People nodded in approval. A few applauded. Isn't that wonderful? The lady in front of Nina and John said with a wide smile. She removed her spectacles and dropped them into one of the metal bins that lined the walls of the holding area. Moderately high, almost quite severely high, carmine vermilion meant eyeglasses, handhelds, breast implants, anyone who had had gastric bypass surgery, and any form of footwear was now banned. (laughs) John dropped his handheld in the bin and started to remove one of his government-issued flip-flops when his wife said, Why not wait until we're nearer the detectors? John hopped on one leg and slapped the soft rubber sole against his thigh. You don't want to get your feet dirty. Think of the germs. Remember when Barbara Walters did that show about the staph-resistant virus strains crawling all over the airport? (laughs) Remember that time her jaw moved? And uh, I think we're going to have to leave this as a cliffhanger because we're coming up on a break. But never fear, we will return with the ending the very uh, <laughs> fascinating ending of Carla's tale. <laughs> Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. This is She Talk Live. And of course, we're taking your call 603-435-1105. She Talk Live.
This is She Talk Live. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. As we launch into the second hour of the show, this is a show about your calls, of course, and you are welcome to share your thoughts with us. Give us a call at 603-435-1105 and let us know what's on your mind. And uh, of course, you can also check us out on the cam, cam cam.freetalklive.com. Watch us doing what we do live. Now, before the last break, uh, we were uh, being treated to a story by Carla. This is an original piece that she wrote uh, quite a while ago in 2003. And Actually, it was 2006. Oh, 2006. Quite, yeah, that okay. long ago. Well, I I'm mean, prescient, but not that prescient. <laughs> <laughs> Still, it seems like some of the things have really uh, started to come to fruition. But uh, Carla, why don't you go ahead and continue with the story uh, that we left off reading right before the break? All right. So, um, oh wait, was I'm sorry. Before you start, I did want to just let everyone know we did have someone call in during the break. Didn't want to be on the air, but wanted to pass along that he was very much enjoying your story. Oh, thank so you. We got some positive feedback. So go ahead, continue on. All right, and uh, listeners, be entertained. So this was John's wife saying, "Remember that time her jaw moved, and risk a AAU on my PR." John said as he lowered his shoe back to the floor. They'd never almost against us you for that. Nina sounded horrified, <laughs> then less certain. Would they? John tried to think whether they would or not, but became distracted by the voluptuous naked woman who squeezed past him. For an extra fee, fast-track passengers could report unclothed and bypass all but the probe section of the screening process. <laughs> Moral activists were lobbying to get fast-track passengers into separate terminals, but a small vocal group... Trackers, our people too, had delayed such plans. It's not right that money buys you that sort of convenience, Nina said, frowning at the barcode jiggling on the woman's buttocks. It's only fair that she should wait for her probe like the rest of us. You said it, honey, John said, watching the woman's ass disappear. It's people like that who make the whole system fall apart. On TV, the Tyra Banks interview was suddenly interrupted by a news bulletin. The graph to the right of the announcer's head ticked up from breaking to snapping to crackling to smashing. Nina tried to recall if she had ever seen smashing news before. Ladies and gentlemen, the announcer said and read from a sheet of paper. His hands trembled. My, Nina thought, it must be smashing if they aren't using a teleprompter. John White Jr., aged 14, has escaped from an undisclosed CIA facility where he was being held on suspicion of being a terrorist. He is a terrorist. He is a threat to national security. He is a threat to coalition safety. He is AU and must be regarded as WMD. (laughs) The entire terminal gasped. A photograph of John White Jr. with his arms shackled behind his back and a Black hood pulled down over his head, flashed on screen before a voice snapped. Not that one, you bleep. Thankfully, the FCC's APP, Auto Profanity Plucker, (laughs) kicked in, followed by a subliminal shot of bonsai kittens, which the Department (laughs) of Health and Human Services had discovered, obliterated the preceding image from a viewer's mind. The photograph was replaced by a CAA-approved shot of John White Jr. with a surprisingly long beard for a 14-year-old. He was dressed in a camo vest, strapped with dynamite, and stood in the mouth of a cave. In one hand, he clutched a vial labeled anthrax, and in the other, a bloody sword. (laughs) 
Behind him rose a small nuclear reactor. What? This, the woman in front of Nina and John blinked unseeingly at the screen. Does this, this terrorist look like? If you see this terrorist, this weapon of mass destruction, the announcer said, you must, I repeat, must do everything in your power to apprehend him. You are with us. With us, the people <laughs> said. On the screen, a sudden loud explosion was heard. Screams and shouts and oh my bleeps came from the television sets. The photograph was gone. A living, breathing John White Jr. filled the screen. Skinny, with sunken, smooth cheeks and huge brown eyes, John stood in the center of the studio. Tyra Banks and Anna Nicole Smith's teenage daughter and the announcer and the technician and the cameraman cowered on their knees before him, expecting to die. You are the decider, John cried. Do you hear? You decide. He looked straight at the camera. You decide. Decide for yourself. His velvet eyes were piercing. You can choose a world that isn't about being with us or against us or with or against anyone or anything. You can choose a world in which we all believe in love, love, love is all we need. John paused and stared into the camera. Consider a world not with us or against us, not with or against anything, but against them. Them, he pointed a finger at the screen. Against, John swayed from side to side as though he was hearing celestial music from above. Against, he said again and leaned in close. You know who. At that moment, you know who used a battering ram and broke down the door. The black-clad, body-armored Balaclava SWAT team stormed into the studio carrying submachine guns, assault rifles, shotguns, carbines, tear gas canisters, flashbang grenades, tasers, pepper spray canisters, pepper bowl guns, and high-powered sniper rifles. They were followed by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives (laughs) Special Response Team, who were followed by the Drug Enforcement Administration mobile enforcement team who were followed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation hostage rescue team followed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation special weapons and tactics team followed by the Federal Bureau of Prison special operations and response team followed by immigration and custom enforcement special response team the cameraman was allegedly an illegal immigrant from Mexico followed by the Department of Energy, Office of Safety and Security, followed by the Department of Energy Special Response Force, who were followed by the Marshall Service Special Operations Group, who were, last but not least, followed by the Felony Investigative Assistance SWAT Team Unit of Oklahoma County. In the moment before John White Jr. was dead and hit the floor with 487 bullet holes in his body, he wondered where the Department of Homeland Security was. It was then that all the television sets around the airport gave a high-pitched shriek and displayed the same sign. We have a problem. Please be patient. A moment later, a picture of bonsai kittens splashed across the screen. Then the announcer came back and said, You are with us. You, our baby, will always be with us, John and White whispered before they could stop themselves. They looked out at the chanting crowd who yelled as the one, With us, with us. 
and as John and Nina White slipped off their flip-flops and joined in, cheering as they waved their shoes over their heads, they wondered, who still believes in love, but yelled, with us, with us, with us. Oh. <laughs> Wow, very nice, Carla. Did I skip a page? Did that make sense? Yeah, it made sense to... I think so, yeah. No, I was following (laughs) along with it online. Yeah, okay, so it made sense. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Wow, that that gave me chills at the end. Good. (laughs) That's what a good story is supposed to do, right? Yeah. 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 And thank you for the opportunity letting me read that. Oh, thank you for reading it. That was very cool. All right, now someone please, please, please call in. (laughs) 603 <laughs> 435-1105 right <laughs> yeah well I remember one time we did the phone number all in on in sequence right one did we yeah 603-435-1105 hey that was good <laughs> <laughs> yeah give us a call and let you know let us know what you thought of that story uh that was really cool so what kind of um I guess we'll have to get into this when we come back from our break but uh I was wondering kind of what kind of reactions you've had other than the guy who said, oh, I think I'm a libertarian, you too. Uh, I know this was published on LouRockwell.com, so That's I right. hear about your fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up, we'll get into that as well as your thoughts. Give us a call, as we said, 603-435-1105. We are She Talk Live, and we'll be back with more. Stick around. This is She Talk Live, otherwise known as Free Talk Live during the rest of the week. But of course, when the girls get the keys to the studio, you <laughs> never know what's going to happen. Wait a minute, we're not girls, we're ladies. <laughs> well, I'm not a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Stephanie here with you. And Antigone. And Carla. Yes, and uh, we've been having so much fun tonight already. Show's uh, not even halfway done, but we've already covered a lot of interesting and important ground, including a creative work of fiction uh, recently read by Carla. And uh, I guess if you were tuned in through all the breaks, you heard the whole thing and you got to hear the cliffhanger. But uh, if you uh, are just tuning in, you can probably hear it on the podcast later with a little bit less suspense introduced uh, as we as we went to break. <laughs> and of course, uh, if you have thoughts to share with us, we would love to take your call. Uh, our number is 603-435-1105. And uh, let's see. Um, so we were talking before about uh, the TSA, right? And and of course, Carla's story had some themes in it that were uh, inspired by uh, Kurt Vonnegut's story, Cyrano uh, Bergeron, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it also had this, this TSA theme running through it. And uh, that kind of led us to a conversation during the break about um, using fiction as an outreach tool and just kind of tactics of persuasion spreading the message of liberty in general um yeah carly you look like you had some thoughts on that and well you know i was actually gonna give a little shout out to taryn because i think that you know one of the things that excites me uh catherine bleich and i are writing buddies you know Mm -hmm. we kind of keep each other motivated she's working on a memoir i'm working on a memoir cool um i think that we can actually use and everyone has different skills and tools. And, you know, God bless the, the techie nerd boys of our movement because <laughs> they, <laughs> that's right. This one's for you, honey. <laughs> they, They're um, all sitting there blushing. <laughs> <laughs> me? Really? Me? 
um, you know, because we we have um, we have so many websites and so many um, ways to use information and use the internet and all of that. But I do think that you know there is power in in good books. There is power in good stories, and there's a way to reach an audience that's beyond our immediate audience because. I don't know if you ladies ever feel this, but sometimes I just feel like I'm preaching to the choir. Yeah. And I want the choir <laughs> to be bigger. I've joked about carrying around a little like a like a cardstock type thing with a popsicle stick on it that says choir. So I can just hold that up. <laughs> like, yes, I know. Um, yeah, because that does happen a lot. But you see, now that is an idea where I'm like, we should do that and we should film it. And that's a Monty <laughs> Python skit right there. there right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I know we've all, I think, encountered that problem where, you know, there's so much great libertarian media out there, especially nowadays. There are all these things, blogs, podcasts, everything springing up, uh, even movies. Um, But I think a part of our goal should really be focusing on uh, bringing more people in, like kind of spreading that message further and and wider. Right. Which is an opportunity with something like the TSA situation. Yes. Because... They, they being the government, have they, they. It's not us and them. It's them. <laughs> but um, they, oh, they've created an opportunity because they've overreached, right? Yeah. They were like, oh, well, we tried these things for eight years. Now we're just going to reach a little higher until they reach resistance. Till they reach resistance, exactly. And we got to provide that resistance, right? That's us. We That's are us. the resistance. We are the crutch of the American people. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm not part of that we. Uh, but uh, talking about, I um, meant resistance, like <laughs> la resistance. <laughs> um, well, there is a site that uh, someone here in New Hampshire started called nhnovella.com. Yes, yeah. Um, where people, including you, Carla, yes. are on the site with their short stories and their fiction. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it's not some heavy-handed political thing. It's right. you know, using art and um, so. Making it more fun, yeah. Yes, right. and and yeah. that was started by Matt Le- Letwich. Leftwich. Leftwich. Not right, but left. <laughs> we were just talking about left-right confusion before the yes, show. Yes, we were. Well, we have a caller on the phones. So let's find out if this caller is uh, right about what they're saying. Oh, that was a horrible pun. <laughs> caller, do you- <laughs> you're on Free Talk Live. Who's this? This is Wayne. Hi, Wayne. What's on your mind tonight? I enjoyed listening to the article or story that was read. And the sad part is it's so true. Uh, it seems like mo- most of our civil liberties are being uh, eradicated by people that with good intentions think they're doing good, but yet they're uh, bringing out the evil in mankind. You know, it's sad that most of the TSA people that I have ran across are really good-hearted people and everything, and they're trying to do a good job, but it seems to be like, you know, they forget that we're all humans. We deserve to be treated with respect and as human beings, as people, not as animals. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't even want the worst animal to be treated the way they treat some Americans. Yeah, that's... And lo, lo, lo and behold, if your skin color is a little darker than the next, mm-hmm. I don't say that in a racist way. I say that in just a matter of the stereotypes that a certain agencies bring forth. You know, if you yes. don't think the way they think, look the way they think, then, then they take action against you. So I just thought I'd let you know that I appreciate you guys' show. And keep up the good work. You know, more people need to, to realize what's going on around them. Because without free speech, without people taking a stand, we won't have an America. God well bless. said. 
Well said, Wayne. Thank you so much for the call. We really appreciate your thoughts tonight. Thanks so much for calling in. So, yeah, Carla, um, I really liked what Wayne just said about um, about the TSA uh, agents almost viewing people as uh, as not human beings, you know, because uh, this is something I've been trying to learn a lot, a lot about lately, um, uh, this thing called nonviolent communication. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest themes, um, it's a basically a, a communication technique where you use empathetic connection with other people's feelings and needs uh, to get your own needs met and, and to figure out what's going on in your own head. And, you know, one of the central themes in this is this thing called enemy imagery, where people uh, people view others um, with this enemy imagery and they don't see them as human beings. And so how can you ever resolve a conflict unless you remember that the other person who you have that conflict with is is a human being, too, and they also have feelings and needs? And, you know, maybe they're expressing that those needs aren't met in, a, in an unfortunate or tragic way, but they're still a human being and they still have them. Well, and I think that there's a, I mean, we know in terms of um, how minds are prepared for war, you know, how Marines are trained or Army people are trained or any of those things. Um, in any conflict situation, it is about dehumanizing yes. or um, or... And maybe in the TSA's case, it's, you know, it's not that profound, but it really kind of is because when they talk about the porno scanners and they talk about the pictures, they've used language that is dehumanizing language. Oh, we don't see you as people, I believe is a quote directly from um, uh, the head of the, uh, I think it was Napolitano, Janet. I don't know. But someone said, oh, no, we don't see you as people. And I was like, (laughs) "Um, that's supposed to make me feel better. Yeah. And I mean, nudity and just the removal of clothing is a a classic tactic that has been used to dehumanize and humiliate um, and sort of put people in that uh, in that box of other, you know, subhuman, not human. Right. And and doing this thing subject, as you said, subject. Yeah. And undressing them with these backscatter machines is really, uh, you know, quite similar to these tactics used in Abu Ghraib and in those places. Yep. This is She Talk Live. You can call us with your thoughts. We do have one call on the line. Stick through the break and let's see what this caller has to say. You can call us with your own thoughts. 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Thank you so much for sticking with us tonight. We certainly do appreciate you listening, and we're so glad to be here in the studio tonight. The studio of Free Talk Live. We uh, we call the show She Talk Live when we do our once monthly uh, <laughs> all lady version. But uh, the rest of the month, it's Free Talk Live, and you can go to freetalklive.com, of course, and check out all the cool features on the website, um, including amazon.freetalklive.com, where uh, you can go to help support the show effortlessly. Whenever you shop on Amazon, enter through their portal, and a percentage of each sale will go to Free Talk Live to support the show. Um, so before the break, uh, we actually had a call on the line. And of course, this, sh- this is the show about your calls. And you can share your thoughts with us by calling us at 603-435-1105. That's, once again, 603-435-1105. But uh, we had Steve on the line. Uh, Steve from Washington, are you, uh, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Excellent. So what did you uh, want to discuss tonight, Steve? Well, uh, you know, it's always cool and clever when... I can call in and sort of uh, 
segue right in, you know, from what you were talking into what I'm, I want to talk about. Maybe I won't be able to do that right now, but I think it's probably okay since it's a Sunday show. <laughs> sure, you can bring up whatever's um, on, whatever you're thinking. <laughs> right. Um, well, and not only that, I have a uh, terrific migraine that seems to have abated a little bit. Oh, so, I'm sorry to hear uh, that. Yeah, I, well, I get them. Uh, I, I try to take care of them holistically, you know, with natural medicines and stuff like that, but that eh, doesn't always work. Yeah, you want to just um, call it curl up in a dark room, huh? You got it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways, it, it seems to have ebbed a little bit, so I thought I'd call in. Well, hopefully and, we're uh, not making I, it worse. <laughs> no, no. Um, there is a uh, there's a page on Facebook. Um, I, I don't live in New Hampshire yet. We're going to move there. We're Free State Project members, me and my <laughs> wife and child. Yay. Uh, but, uh, but I don't live there yet, so my activism basically mostly takes place online, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. Um, and uh, there's a group called the Troops Are Welfare Whores. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, saw that today. I saw that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and lots of really um, interesting discussions go on there. Uh, most of it, though, is uh, it's vitriol uh, and anger and even death threats against uh, oh. the guy who created the page who happens to be yours truly oh um, interesting <laughs> wow and, and uh and and i you know it's got me really thinking you know i've i've had the last few days i've not had much to do so i've been kind of spending a little bit of time on there uh more than usual mm-hmm. and uh it's it's really got me thinking about a lot of things um and it reminds me of what uh stefan molyneux uh, has talked about the uh, where, when he compares countries um, and the governments that rule those countries as uh, uh, countries are farms, the governments are farmers, mm-hmm. and the people are livestock. Yep, tax but livestock. But, yeah. But he, he sort of, this one video I watched of his today, he danced around this really cool thing that he could have said, and, and I don't really know how else to say it. It's like he, he was almost there, and what he could have started talking about if he could have moved into livestock on livestock violence you know slave on slave <laughs> violence right because that's what it is if they if they being the state the farmers and Molyneux's uh, metaphor if they can convince the livestock to attack each other then that's that much less energy that they have to spend you know uh Raining down propaganda to use John Fogarty's, uh, you know, who'll stop the rain. Right. Uh, and not only down the propaganda on top of us. Not only that, but I've heard uh, Molyneux say before that, you know, he thinks that if, if the farmers were the only ones who had to maintain, you know, the, the slaves as slaves, they wouldn't be able to do it because they're just so outnumbered. You know, it's it has mm-hmm. to be that that horizontal um, sort of slave on slave mentality right. you know, that keeps so, people exactly. in check. As as a and metaphor, ex- I think he used once is you know you have the unions and the unions control these people, and so it's no it's the horizontal. Yes. Yeah, horizontal. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lateral lateral thing as opposed to you know down from above. And and I I think I may have coined the term today in the course of a discussion. I said that these people that you know, that they sign on and they say, oh, you guys are all idiots, you're anti-American, you're unpatriotic, get out of my country. I said that they have livestock home syndrome. So, <laughs> That's very I creative. That was pretty, yeah, I thought that was pretty clever of me. I mean, I usually don't pat myself on the back 
for a whole lot. But I think <laughs> that's I great. I'm, that. I'm stealing that. I don't believe in intellectual <laughs> no, property means, rights. <laughs> me neither. I don't believe in intellectual property as, as either. If Ron Paul got up in Congress and said that, I'd cheer. Okay, <laughs> so, well, let's write him an email. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's, it's yours. Um, but, awesome. But I, I think, but I think what happened though is that somehow, and I don't know if this happened 50 years ago or 100 or 6,000 years ago, but at some point, what, what they've done is they've turned it into a civic religion. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people, a lot of people say, you know, the USA is a Christian nation and this sort of mess like this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the, the religion that unites most people and, and the, 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 the greatest commonality, I should say, religiously, is the religion of the state, the civic religion yes. of the state and its subset, which is troop worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely, and, and I mean, and that's what it is. I mean, these people are deified. You should see the emails, the hate mails that I get. They, oh, I can, I can only they imagine. Gave, yeah, and, they gave their lives for you. I mean, how how more Christological do you have to get? Wow, yeah, yeah. And you, I mean, you never asked them to die for you, right? You never asked them, and you never asked to have your money and, taken to fund them. My question would be, you Certainly. know, I, personally, I'm an atheist, but I'm like, okay, so if you are a Christian, I only have one question for you. It's who would Jesus bomb? <laughs> right, you got yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and in fact, I'm an atheist as well. I'm uh, probably apathetic as far as atheists go. In fact, a little side note, not not on this topic, sure. but I was uh, recently asked, oh, if you're an atheist, would you die for your beliefs? Would you die for atheism? And I said, no, of course not. Oh, well, if you wouldn't die for atheism, then it must not be very important to you. And I said, it's not. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, exactly the point, a, right? G- if somebody put a gun to your head and said renounce atheism, I'd be like, okay, sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah, but what? Since when is it a good thing to sacrifice your own life for something? I yeah, isn't the point? I was of raised life? Catholic. Sacrifice is the most valuable thing. Yeah, and suffering, right? right. right. <laughs> like Mother Teresa. Yeah, 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 and and that whole sacrifice thing. In fact, that's it was during the course of a conversation with one of these troop worshippers. Uh, you know, well, you would give your life if you really believed in this and that. And all this, uh, you know, why don't you go to Afghanistan and, and try to fight the soldiers out there uh, and think, you know, just the most idiotic things. But anyway, I invite you to join the group. It's kind of fun. I try to I, I do get some people who are uh, putatively on my side of the issue, but they get in there and 100 percent of their posts are just designed to enrage. And, and, and yeah, of are you course, asking for backup? Yeah, sometimes it gets overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I'm the type where I can just turn the computer off. Some people aren't like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Steve, know, let me people... let me ask you. I'm kind of curious. Did sure. you did you um, decide to name it that just uh, kind of for the purpose of getting you know being shocking and getting getting people's attention? Yeah, I, I did really. It, but and it puts me in kind of a funny spot because kind of the idea is sort of evolved, and kind of the idea is. To get people in there and sort of educate them. In fact, I'm, I've been really having some very productive conversations with this one uh, army wife, uh-huh. uh, and in fact, it's actually gone to where it's not even on the page anymore because uh, you know we, we've sort of gotten to the point where it's email because we don't want to hear the other people sniping. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's actually really productive. It's kind of cool. Uh, initially, yeah, just let's piss them off. But but the title and as I put, I wrote an FAQ today and I posted it on there. And one of the things I said was, you know, the site just wouldn't get as much attention if it was called something like the troops are not part of the productive sector of the economy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot longer too. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, Antigone, so you were looking like you, you had some thoughts on this. Were you browsing that page, and did you want to say something? I like the picture of the puppy. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't seen this picture. Can you fill us in? You know, the, the funny thing is, is, I had these pictures of, I had a picture of Uncle Sam flipping the bird, and I had some other guy flipping the bird, and yeah. hey, troop worshippers, or yeah, hey, troop worshippers, you suck, and things like that. Yeah. And the, Steve, we're, we're actually coming today. up on a break. If you have more to say, we'll oh, hold you over, okay? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, we'll, we'll put you on hold. So uh, this right. is Street Talk Live. More coming up. We'll be back. Give us a call at 603-435-1105. Stick around for more about the troops. It's a She Talk Live. She Talk Live. Thank you so much for listening. This is Stephanie here with you, and I'm so glad you've joined us again. And here in the studio, I have my two lovely lady friends. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourselves, ladies? Hello, I'm Antigone. And I'm Carla. Yes, indeed. And we are having so much fun tonight, as usual. <laughs> yeah. We always giggle when we say that. You know, we vowed before the show not to giggle as much. Uh, I don't think we've been quite hitting the mark on that. But you know what? That's okay. I'm, I think I'm we've fine. been better. I didn't vow anything, and I haven't <laughs> been giggling. Just saying. That's true. Yep. <laughs> and we also do have Steve on the line with us from the last segment. Steve, the creator of the Facebook page. Uh, what was the name of it, Steve? The troops are welfare whores. Right. And and Steve could use some backup on this page. I guess he's been getting some flames uh, flaming from uh, <laughs> from some people. Right. Yeah. And and you know, and it's not so much the flaming that bugs me. I mean, I can I can blow that stuff off, but it what starts to get annoying is the death threats. I mean, the literal death threats that I've received. You know, uh, Steve, a few of them. when people are, are hiding behind the anonymous, uh, you know, the anonymity of their computer screen, I think they're a lot more apt to say things that they wouldn't normally say, maybe if they were face to face with you. Um, right. Well, but both that and also, I, I mean, I fully agree with that and I hope you're not really at risk. But yeah, I think when too. you're also dealing with people who have been trained to think about things in a certain way and think about death and life and honor and all these things that people are trained to think about, then maybe it becomes easy. Maybe, maybe, you know what, maybe when you've killed your third Iraqi mother and child, you're like, hey, yeah, you know what, I'm going to drive up to Steve's house and take him out because I'm an animal. Because violence solves problems, right? That's one of the things that they learn. If you have a problem with someone, violence can solve that problem. Well, most, you know, if you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it, but it goes also back to the comparison to a religion too, because I mean, what happens when you offend somebody's religious sensibilities? Well, most people are able to shrug it off or they get a little annoyed, but there are some few people who get you know violent over over that. I mean, yeah. you know, if you just if you if you walked up to a thousand Christians and said, you know what, Jesus is just a dead Jew on a stick. Uh, you're probably going to get punched in the face at least a few times, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that goes, Steve, that kind of goes back to what you mentioned before about people asking you, well, if you really cared about atheism, then you would die for it. Like Mm -hmm. that's their, that's their idea of, of a measurement, a yardstick to measure how much you care about something that you would give your life for. Well, I think it's both that and it's a confusion about, I mean, that, that's the confusion with 
religion, right? It's it's uh-huh. these things are supposed to be about pain and suffering and blah de blah. And it's like, well, no, see, I don't really believe in that. So yeah, I'm just You're gonna... in a whole different paradigm that they right. are. They, sometimes it's just exactly. so it's so hard to talk to these kind of people because you're almost not even speaking the same language. language. You know, like, you, you got it. Yeah, you so, can't really yeah, argue uh, and, with and, faith. And, and, yeah. The other thing, too, is that they have it in their minds that all beliefs are worth dying for. If they're not worth dying for, then they're not worth holding on to. Whereas, like I said, I mean, I'm an atheist. You can argue whether or not it's a belief. I would say no. But let's just go no ahead too. and yeah, say, it, right. say it is. Uh, you but know, only what, religious what's, people what's will say it's a belief, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's and, their and language of... Them, of we have to frame things this way because this is what we know from a religious right. standpoint. Exactly. So we're going to put right. it in these terms. And it's like, but we're not speaking the same language. And in, in, in my world, in my language, you're free to believe what you want to believe. But don't force me. Don't make my atheism into a belief. That's your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and then the other thing, too, is that. Um, they, uh, one thing that's, in a way it's funny and in a way sometimes it's annoying, uh, I, I do enjoy addressing it sometimes, is that talk about stuck in paradigms. One of, one of you ladies said, you know, they're stuck in this or that paradigm. Talk about stuck in a paradigm. I mean, it's person after person after person signs on to the page and then accuses me of being, you know, Che Guevara or a communist, <laughs> or an Obama supporter, wow. or a liberal, or a leftist, or a pinko, or whatnot, and I have to correct them. So that's, that's yeah. one of the How things that's How can you be a pinko if you do. call the troops welfare, welfare whores? Yeah. Exactly. Because like, people don't understand. You, you nailed it. I mean, that is so perfect. You guys, that's why I like this show. You guys <laughs> nailed that. Thank I mean, you, Steve. And part of the other thing is that uh, part of the other reason for creating the page is that I got on these. Well, first of all, you know, I, even people like Albert Einstein, who was in fact a socialist, would say things like, you know, you can't, um, you can't. Uh, there won't, there will always be wars until people stop, you know, going to fight and things like this. And and it's just, it makes no sense to say, oh, you know, I support the troops, but I don't support the war. You know, I support right. occupying, you know, killing brown people, uh, you know, poor, impoverished brown people in some country somewhere, uh, but I don't support, you know, the war. I mean, I just, I, I never bought the logic of that. I never yeah. understood, in fact, the logic of Well, I of think it. it's, a, it's a very successful propaganda yeah, because um, it technique bo- it kind that of boxes you into a because corner. What, what, and, and, it seems like it was fairly recent, and I mean, I certainly stand to be corrected, but the sort of support your troops, I, there was almost a shift, and it was with this second Gulf War where people started to go, well, you can be anti-war, but still support the troops. And they did right. this really weird mm-hmm. sort of division where it was like, and they captured they captured a lot of the anti-war people who were like, that's right, I'm anti-war, but... Oh, uh, we got to support the troops. And the minute that switched happened, yeah, it was all over because it's no, I, I you have to not uh-huh. support the troops. You have to call them baby. I was in yeah. a fight with a military guy just gotten back from Iraq at Taproom mm. Tuesday, maybe a year story. ago. Yeah. And I was talking and there was two guys and I was talking to them and, you know, we were going back and forth and eventually I got sort of annoyed and I was like, yeah, okay. 
yeah, I'm going to call you a baby killer. And I was like, you guys are baby killers. And uh-huh. the look they gave me, it was like, it was, I'm, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. It was like they had been trained for that exact moment. And they were like, yeah. yes, this is what we say when someone calls us a baby killer. We have been trained from the 60s. There's a manual yeah. on this. And they reacted in this way where it was like, oh, my God. Based on their reaction, I was like, I can't even talk to you anymore because you have a handbook to yeah. argue whether you're a baby killer or not. Yeah, they when you are. Right to, when you goes are. Right back to what I was saying about it being a uh, a religion, you know, it's 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 what it is. I mean, and I can't. I, I wish I could. Uh, you know, sometimes I like to when I whenever I get an idea that I feel strongly about, I, I like to try to step back and say, "Am I viewing this the right way?" And every mm-hmm. time I've stepped back, I can't see this as anything other than a religious belief. You know, this whole troop worship. Thing. I can't see it as anything else. And it's like you said, it's like they're programmed. It's like you push well, button A and get response B and so forth. It, it does, Steve, it does have all these elements of, of sort of uh, religious imagery, right? Like they, you know, from the time you're a little kid, you get G.I. Joe, right? And G.I. Joe is like yep. the best, the best, most, um, he's the one you look up to, like you want to be like oh, when I, you're a grown up. G.I. Joe's <laughs> Jesus, people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then and then as time goes on, you know, you get a little older, and then people start kind of dropping suggestions like, "Oh, you should, you know, join the military. It's great. You'll be honored. Everybody will love you." And then and then the support the troops stuff comes in like a little bit later on, and oh, you know, mm-hmm. we, we honor all these past troops, and you know, you could have this guts and glory if you do the same thing. Well, I mean, it's really this mythology that's been built up for so long that it almost just becomes uh-huh. this this blind like. Uh, you know this this thoughtless like knee jerk reaction. Well, we have to support the troops. Like there's no other there's no other way. Which which yeah. also indicates the absolute danger of um, the Department of Education and how schooling works in this country. Absolutely, I'm anti war because I had a teacher when I was like nine years old who gave me Wilfred Owen poems to read, and the, they were all anti war poems, and they would talk about how people tell you it's so honorable and good to go fight these wars, but, you know, uh, okay, I'm blanking on my Latin. (laughs) (laughs) And Antigone just looked at me like, what? She knows the Latin on a Catholic school girl. (laughs) But, um, you know, people are taught this language and then all these poets and these writers came out and they said, no, that's not what it's like. But those things are not taught in schools. Yes. Uh, Steve, we're actually coming up on a break pretty soon, but any final thoughts for us? We've got a couple other calls on the line. No, that's okay. I really thank you for the wonderful conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for for calling in, for listening, Steve, and we're glad you're out there, and hopefully maybe some of our listeners can uh, back you up on the Facebook page. And... All right, great, and I'll see you in about a year when I get to, when I get to Keene. Sounds great. We look <laughs> forward to it. Thanks for the call right. tonight, Steve. <laughs> And uh, you can call in at 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live, of course, and we are all about your calls. We exist for your pleasure. We are taking your calls (laughs) very happily. This is She Talk Live. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Any, all the way from the TSA and uh, the recent incident with uh, Meg and her experience with them, 
um, up through literature, fiction as Liberty Outreach, and uh, and some stuff about the troops. But uh, during the break, Antigone had some uh, some special news just in from Meg, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to let us know about. Yeah, I was talking with Meg, and uh, she's gotten hundreds and hundreds of emails, some nasty emails, a lot of emails from TSA agents. And mm-hmm. uh, she told me about one email that I was pretty excited about, which uh, was a TSA agent saying that he's going to quit over this, which yeah, I think is cool. really great. That's great. One quitter at a time. We'll take you all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's uh, pretty interesting. You never really know whose lives you're going to touch when you do stuff like writing and uh, activism and blogging, anything like that. You or know? just standing up for your beliefs yes. and living with integrity, living. Yeah. And just being principled and saying, you know what? I have a right to, uh, okay, I won't go with right to fly. I have paid this ticket to get on this airplane, and I would prefer if some agent of the government doesn't have to twist my titties. That's for you, Taryn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Taryn only said he would call in if we talked about breasts. So, Taryn, we're talking about breasts, call in. (laughs) Well, people that make excuses for, like, you know, having the government around like to say that uh, one of the things the government should do is enforce contracts when I, I I do not see the government enforcing contracts. They're getting in the way of contracts. Oh, uh, yes. contracts should be between parties and there should be private mediation companies that mediate if there's a difference within the contract. Well, yeah. it was a government agent that ripped up Meg's ticket. Of course. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that just symbolic? We can do anything we want and get our nose in, in the middle of your private contract. And of course, if you have any thoughts on this or anything else that's on your mind, you can give us a call at 603-435-1105. That is, once again, 603-435-1105. But uh, right now we have uh, Josh on the line. I'm going to bring Josh on. And uh, Josh, are you there? Yes. Hi. Uh, so Josh called in during the break and uh, he was listening to our last segment where he heard um, Carla talking about how she had uh, an, a uh, a meeting with some uh, soldiers, I believe, or some former soldiers that have just returned from Iraq at uh, one of the bars, uh, Taproom Tuesday here in New Hampshire. A lot of free staters frequent that particular bar. And uh, she was discussing war and anti-war issues with them and uh, and called them baby killers. And so Josh, uh, I think, had something to say about that. What, what was on your mind, Josh? Well, yes, I'm, a, I'm an Iraq War veteran. I'm also a free stater and a movement. And I am not a baby killer. I killed zero babies my entire life, not any babies. I'm calling me a baby killer as a soldier, calling other soldiers baby killers. I don't have any evidence. Uh, Josh, Josh, I'm sorry, I, I got to interrupt you for a minute. Um, we're having a little bit of trouble understanding you because I think your cell phone signal might be breaking up. Is there, um, okay. is there a chance you could get to a clearer spot? Oh uh, yeah, I'll go outside. Oh, this sounds a little bit better actually. That yeah, that was. So could oh, could you just recap what you what you said before? Yeah. Uh, not all Iraq War veterans are baby killers. Only the individuals, if any individuals did kill babies, only they are baby killers. I mean, we're we're free states. We're libertarians. Some of us are voluntarists. Aren't we supposed to treat each other as individuals rather than lumping each other into groups and making the crimes of one member of a group the responsibility of the whole group? Isn't that what we do? We we treat each other as individuals. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I guess I'm all for avoiding collectivism. Um, but at the same time, you're kind of. Uh, Working for an organization right. whose goal is to kill babies. Maybe the best thing is to is to focus on the organization, right, and not the uh, individual person. Is that is that what you're saying? That, that, yeah, that's what I'm asking for here because I and I am a former soldier, but I am not a baby killer. Was not a baby killer. 
I like I you call me a baby killer. I find that both insulting and untrue. And I want to focus on the untruth of it first because I mean I don't mind being insulted. Being you know, I can go around and tell somebody else they're ugly, but. If you say that I'm a baby killer, you're lying about me to my face. Now, Josh, just um, help me out here. Were you the actual person I called a baby killer, or are you just feeling no, this sort no, of collectivist? No, okay. no I, I just heard, I heard it on the radio, and it set me off. I understood, and I'm pretty sure in that situation there was something that set me off with that particular person I was talking to, because I think it ended up with you're a baby killer because he had said something to say that he had killed people in the war and uh-huh. that somehow that was okay because he was doing it for my freedoms. Mm-hmm. And so he was, I actually, he was trying to get you to agree that killing people was a good thing and that you should want that. Well, that and, and I, I don't think he was trying to make me think it was a good thing, but I think he was trying to speak to me in his language of it's honorable because I'm doing this because I'm keeping you free and all these mantras and sort of things that, people are told which makes a pretty story unless you really really think about it but i would not say i i josh i actually agree with you like i do think it's collectivist to say to any soldier you're a baby killer now you know i mean sometimes we we only have words so sometimes i think it's okay to fight dirty with the words like you know if i'm going to get a rise out of you and get you to call into the show so that we can have this conversation I think that's a good thing. Josh, do you have any I thoughts am, about that? Well, I am glad that I did call in because I feel better about it now. But propagating the, the baby killer uh, phrase specifically, when you refer to all soldiers, all Marines, all sailors, all airmen, uh, you, you're propagating the collectivism in addition to creating anger. And I think that the ends do not justify the means. I mean, if you if you're going to if you're going to promote people saying all Marines are baby killers, you're you're promoting collectivism before you even get to the sentence to the part of baby killer. Josh, yeah, Josh, I I, this is Stephanie here, by the way. Um, I I totally understand where you're coming from on that, and I think uh, I think you're right about the collectivism that that we should uh, we should definitely avoid that whenever possible because that's not what we're all about. Uh, but I have a question for you. Um, you were saying that you're a free stater or you consider yourself a libertarian. Um, yes. How do you feel about how the military is funded? Oh, I don't like it at all. I, mm-hmm. I'm no longer in the military. Uh-huh. Uh, I decided to leave. Well, I decided to let my contract expire after I converted uh, from being a Republican to being somebody who actually thinks about what's going on. <laughs> nice. And and can I ask? I'm I'm kind of curious what what led you to, what led to that initial spark of you kind of thinking about some things that you hadn't considered before. Are you familiar with Vin Soprinowitz? Yes, mm-hmm. uh, he's an author. Uh, okay, yeah, I I read one of his books uh, during my second tour of Iraq, and I I had already been relatively libertarian because I had been raised for many years in New Hampshire, and my family is very practical, but. Mm-hmm. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't moved all the way over yet. I hadn't decided that taxes were that. Sure. And it took, it took, it took, you know, reading Vin to make me realize all these other things, and that changed my life. So what I'm least, hearing is book drops, 
for yeah. Vin's book <laughs> in Iraq for soldiers. Yeah. No, you know, every time we get a okay. tool and we have a way to communicate and something in his work touched you, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I but, agree. Yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it really was about attitude. I mean, Vin's Vin's not your normal libertarian. He uh he calls out uh he calls out the uh, politicians on their, their saying they want to secure the border, and he says, okay, let's get some machine guns and landmines, because that's how you secure an area. Mm-hmm. And, well, and I don't think that Don't he, give him I, ideas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? Machine guns and landmines, at least we'd be being honest about what our policy is. I don't think that's the right policy. Personally, I'm, you know, open borders, get mm-hmm. rid of the lines with the map, personally. Yeah. But if you're going to say that you're planning on securing the border, you should use tools that actually work for security. Yeah. You know, it, it, it at least build the whole wall. And if the wall doesn't work, then, well, you know that building a wall is a bad policy. I could have told you that before you built it. But at least, you know, follow through on the things you say. If, if, yeah, I, I'm it's kind of the logical conclusion. Policy. Josh, did you, yeah, have, you. did you have any more thoughts? We're we getting our bumper music coming oh, no. up. No, that's fine. That's fine. I, I just wanted to get that out because okay. uh, treating, yeah, treating former soldiers and current soldiers as a group and you know make that your accusation that's yes that's that just your about thanks josh we really appreciate your call tonight thanks we're glad you called and uh we've got some more calls coming up after this break we'll be back at she talk live spark imaginations and free minds with an enjoyable graphic novel or web comic from bigheadpress.com this holiday season share the freedom message with friends family or the one acquaintance that really needs it bigheadpress.com's thoughtful stories provide a vision of freedom and how we'll get there just one of the many imaginative graphic novels from bigheadpress.com is l neil smith's roswell texas a sci-fi western romantic comedy with aliens motorcycles beautiful women and the gayest nazi you've ever seen sample online before you buy at bigheadpress.com this is she talk live we are so glad you've joined us again tonight this is stephanie here with you and antigone and carla indeed and uh we're having a great time tonight ball even the show is almost over and it feels like it just began <laughs> but we've gotten some great calls tonight and we've covered some very interesting and important ground at least uh in my opinion uh and if you would like to call us and give us your thoughts you can call us at 603-435-1105 that is 603-435-1105 look at how attuned we are to each other it must be that uh <laughs> telepathic link we all have directly going in each other's brains <laughs> yes. speak for yourself lizard <laughs> hey is carla's not plugged into the hive mind <laughs> so uh before the break we had a call from josh and uh you know i that call was very interesting josh's call was very interesting to me um he was saying that he considers himself a free stater and a libertarian, and he had read some stuff by Vince Pinowitz, uh while he was deployed in Iraq as he was a former, um, he didn't say what branch of the military he was in, but uh, he, for some reason he was in Iraq. So uh, while he was there, he had read this and had kind of thought about some stuff that he had never considered, and it appealed to his natural libertarian leanings, even though he was identified at that time as a Republican. 
And, uh, you know, he kind of had an issue with, uh, you know, calling soldiers baby killers. And uh, but, you know, Antigone had some a similar experience, I believe, to the one where Carla had where she had Carla had met some people at a bar and had, you know, been talking to them about killing. And they were saying that, you know, it was great and all kinds of stuff. And Antigone, did you want to talk about your experience that was kind well, of similar? I, I met someone who was a active military and uh, I was very uncomfortable around him. And at some point during the conversation, um, I, I didn't call him a baby killer, but I acknowledged that he is a trained killer because, I mean, otherwise he wouldn't be a soldier. Mm-hmm. You have to be trained. Mm-hmm. Um, and he then uh, crossed his arms. He had very large arms and, and like, you know, just gave me this dirty look and kind of leaned in very like, you know, threatening. Mm, medicine, um, yeah. Like a baby killer. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, I mean, physical intimidation is like the easiest thing to do, right? It doesn't it doesn't involve you thinking about anything. And um, I mean, like I said, in order to be a soldier, you do have to get trained in that way. Um, the military uses dehumanizing type of propaganda. Like, you know, in World War Two, it was like the evil Japanese mm-hmm. in Vietnam, you know, just all kinds of racial slurs. And now it's like, oh, it's those Muslims or towel heads or whatever the hell. Yeah you know, Make, uh, terms making for people them. into others. So exactly. it's okay to think of them as not humans or not like me so that I can, I can do horrible things to them and it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't really see it as a form of collectivism to say that, to acknowledge the training that they go through. You know, I think people know about that. Yeah. And I mean, and, and again, both of you ladies were, were talking one-on-one with these people when, when you said those things. And I mean, you know, maybe Josh does have a point because like, I, I can see where he's coming from. He really, you know, doesn't feel like uh, that term describes him at all. And I, I think he would be rightly offended by saying, you know, by hearing that, but um, you know, he, he did. I, the reason I asked him how he felt about the way that the military is funded and he acknowledged that, you know, it is funded by theft, which is otherwise known as taxation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe we could, maybe we could just focus on that. I mean, taxation is aggressing against everyone um, to take that money uh, by force and give it to other groups of people. But right. Well, the American people aren't really taxed enough to fund all these wars. Aren't they just, you know, Oh, then it's aggressing against the unborn because they're basically reaching into the pockets of the future uh, generations who aren't even born yet. And they're just borrowing or, and or printing inflating. Inflating. Well, people say, you know, stop paying taxes. We won't have wars. And, um, you know, I I think we'll have wars as long as people support them and people support the troops. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, they, they make up money. You know, we have we all have yeah. monopoly money in our wallets right now, yeah. you know, and, and they just print it up. It, it doesn't there is not enough money in America to fund all six of our wars right now. No. Our wars. Oh, their wars. Yeah. Damn it. Them. Really you know that. Use that language. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, we know about six wars or like six other you know countries um, that are being bombed right now by the U.S. And I, I imagine there's probably another six that were that the people aren't going to know about for another 10 years. Yeah. And I've heard, I've heard statistics that when people say that the tax money that's collected right now by the federal government only solely goes to pay the interest, interest. on the national mm-hmm. debt. And so and it's actually, not even enough for that. And it's right. And it's not even enough. So it keeps accruing. But that's <laughs> part of the, the, the sort of terrifying, you know, one of the blogs that wrote last year had to do with, um, 
you know, the end of the world as we know it. And oh my God. And like, <laughs> do we need like survival shit? Wait, wasn't, wasn't oh. that supposed to happen today? Oh, didn't, didn't Sam say that that was going to happen or was it today? Uh, there was so, like last week, Sam and Wayne were talking about this, um, computer program that was like, you know, analyzing kind of a cloud of language from multiple different sources oh, interesting. and was predicting some kind of major thing to happen, oh, like starting today over the next week or something like that. See, now, I, now, I now if I was a conspiracy theorist, I'd be like, is it surely not going to start, you know, the week of Thanksgiving when we have this massive backlash against the oh. TSA huh. coming out? And wouldn't it, you know, I'm just saying, look, if I was an evil genius... I tell you exactly <laughs> you what are, I would do. And I'd be are. like, oh, false flag right around now. Sure. Bring it on. Because then people are going to go, see, yeah, we don't really like having our kids grow. But oh, right. Yeah. It's for security. Now we have uh, the diaper bomber or we have the, <laughs> I don't know, airplane food, TV food bomber or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was the underwear bomber last year, and was, didn't that happen right around Christmas, right? Yes. And and people were kind of saying that, you know, the, the TSA and the government were taking advantage of that to kind of uh, get people on their side and get people accepting oh, the new body scanners. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. all of that is... Um, it's part of their modus operandi. Ha ha, Latin, that worked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ten points. <laughs> yeah. So... I don't know. Well, it's just, I mean, I think we're talking about a bunch of things, right? We're talking about propaganda and sort of how they, how, how these things are communicated, um, how you indoctrinate and make people comfortable with things that they don't necessarily want to go through. And one of the best ways to do that is fear. It's fear. It's, it's a, it's fear mongering. And, you know, maybe we should make t-shirts that just say, you know, you don't scare me. (laughs) <laughs> mm, yeah who who knows yeah i mean that's very interesting because the subject of propaganda and i guess persuasion would be the flip side of that it comes up a lot on this show on she it talk does, live yeah. like remember when meg was here we talked about it for almost the whole show right. that one time and like before you know before we were talking about um we do actually have a call on the line, which we'll bring on in a second. But uh, we were talking about using fiction as a tool of outreach and mm-hmm. kind of you know making it accessible to everyone by humor and by appealing to sentiments that are already present within them. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think I think to a certain extent, the government kind of does that, too, because everybody oh, they do it all the time. Yeah. People have these fears that are kind of deep within them from you know a relic of childhood or whatever and they just totally capitalize on that and they say oh we can we can act as your parent the state can be your parent you can be anti-war and support the troops if anyone can explain that to me (laughs) my little head can do it (laughs) this is she talk live more coming up when we return you can call us at 603-435-1105 and share your thoughts we do have a call on the line please be patient and we will be back with more stick around this is she talk live This is She Talk Live. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening tonight. We certainly do appreciate your ears, at least uh, borrowing them for a few hours of your precious evening. This is Stephanie here with you tonight. And Antigone. And Carla. Yes. And uh, 
I so appreciate you ladies doing this with me. It's always a blast, and we have covered some very interesting and important ground tonight. Uh, so uh, if you would like to share your thoughts with us, um, you can call us at 603-435-1105. And let's do our little roundtable again. 603-435-1105. Oh, flawlessly executed. I give it a 10. <laughs> Gold star. Oh, Carla. Yes. Oh, I'm getting happens. in trouble. <laughs> when Carla gets a gold star. <laughs> uh, so we did have a call on the line that uh, that came in before the break. Uh, we're going to bring on Matt in Illinois. Uh, Matt, are you here? Yeah, hi. Hi. Uh, what was on your um, mind tonight, Matt? I don't know. I was listening to you girls during the break. I've never been able to do that before here. What was going on behind the scenes? Oh, boy. Oh, I'm, shit. I'm were, oh, maybe everyone was listening. Job. Did we not put the mics off? No, I muted the mics. Oh, I think okay. I think he could hear it because he was uh, looped into the studio line. But who knows? Maybe the world heard our yes. foul, dirty mouths. Oh. <laughs> um, so did you hear anything interesting, Matt, that you wanted to comment on? Or did you just want to bring up? I, I thought that... I, well, actually, I wanted to bring up the um, the, the thing with uh, what you were talking about. You know, Sam. I think what Sam and uh, right. uh, Wayne were talking about was this yeah, thing called us in half a little past bit. human. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just it's just what it is. Is they take like metrics of the words that are floating around on the internet. Mm-hmm. They like take out certain words, and what they're saying is happening today is that there is a release language. That is going on. In other words, there's been tension building up in the words on the internet, and now it's been released, and that was supposed to happen at 6:50 this morning. Like a giant sneeze, which is <laughs> or <yeah>, orgasm. <laughs> That's what I was thinking at first, Carla, but I didn't want to say it. Um, so a giant orgasm, yes, <laughs> a global one, a if you will. A worldwide a tsunami of <laughs> and, and, yes. So was and there the any next even steeper, more intense release is supposed to happen in January on January twenty third of twenty eleven. Get ready. So it's not really <laughs> like they're making any kind of specific prediction, but using that they say that something could, you it's, know, happen today. I, 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 I don't a possibility mean that some some kind of event could to happen interrupt to, you, to but make this happen. Just to clarify, so so we're talking about words in cyberspace, are we talking about chatter? And what, like, the CIA or the FBI or the government thinks is, like, there's a lot of chatter and people are like, something's going to happen? Or what specifically do you mean? Yeah, it's it's specifically what they're t- doing is looking at the metrics. This is my understanding of it, and I could be wrong. You, you, you know, you'd be better off looking into it yourself. Mm-hmm. But the metrics that they're looking at, from what I understand, is what is being talked about on the web. So, like, they're looking through blogs and newspapers and things like that, and they have a program that that runs certain kinds of of um, of words that, right? You know, say like like when the when the um, when the government's doing it to us, they listen to the phone line, and if they hear the word bomb on the phone or something mm-hmm. like that, that they got that equipment that'll gotcha. cut in, and now they'll start listening to what you're talking about because so now you're so hopefully, on a or maybe what they're thinking right now is, oh dear God, apparently not even the sheeple want to get groped, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, there's all this chatter about real Americans going enough is enough, mm. and that, and that could actually be 
the event that, you know, I mean, you could make the argument that that is the event that they're talking about. And you start to see now a uh, release language. You've, you've seen all this tense language leading up to the whole TSA um, uh, kind of mass protest kind of thing. And now you could start to see maybe maybe the TSA will start to cave a little bit and say, okay, we'll take the... We'll take the body scanners out or, or something like that. Or maybe know. or maybe a bunch of people. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, maybe people decided, a bunch of people just decided not to fly or something today. Who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there could be a, a lot of things happening. But that's right. what it's about. It's not, they can't be specific. They can't right. say, you know, oh, such and such a place is going to have an earthquake on such and such a day. It's just looking at words and the metrics of those words, and it's very, it's very mathematical. There's a formula, and right. it's a, uh, it's a uh, program, a data program. That's all it is. Okay. Anything... But it's interesting. It is an interesting thing to talk about. It, it is an interesting. You guys were talking about, yes, yeah. and then you guys were talking about over the break, um, propaganda. Yeah. And I was thinking, and specifically, be all you can be, the Army propaganda. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking, any kind of need for entrepreneurs, you know, show, oh. show guys rushing to their businesses to get oh. it over their time to service those customers. That's yeah. actually a great yeah, idea. That is a very good right. um, idea because I think the more we can co-opt their own language and use it against yeah. them, yeah. the happier I am. Because you know what? Then you're taking their own sort of, for lack of a better term, brainwashing and turning it against them. So they've done the work for us and they have unlimited resources and we can just kind of pile on top of that. Yeah, and to also right, and when you think about it, to also when you think about it, they are very good at at brainwashing people. That is that is one thing that say what you want about government, but they do do some things. Dude, dude, really dude, well. dude! They take your money and then they put your kids in a re-education camp for twelve years. They steal your own money so that they can steal the minds of the people around and, you. It's I and really good at it. kudos to them. E- evil genius, right? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, was there anything else on your mind? We got another call on the line. I wanted to bring on. No, no. Uh, thanks for thanks for being on. I appreciate your guys' show. Thank you so much for the call, Matt. Thanks for clearing that up too. We'll talk to you later. Sorry. And Matt, sorry for calling you do, do, do. <laughs> I try not to do that. <laughs> yeah, I liked his idea of, of highlighting the idea that um, business people are honorable, too. They're providing a service. They're doing something that they're taking a risk. Not honorable, too. They are honorable, period. They are. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, because that implies that the, the parasitic classes, yes. it, it, you know, the government bureaucrats are, are honorable and they're, yeah. As I said, the parasitic class. <laughs> Business people are actually, you They're know, welfare whores. taking their own initiative <laughs> and taking a risk to provide a service and, and uh, accepting the possibility of failure, too. But let's bring on this other call. Uh, this person has been waiting patiently on the line. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Uh, this is Dave uh, in uh, Alaska. Hi, Dave. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I, I, uh, I think there has been quite a change if the internet algorithm is capturing the change it, it's it's probably guys like you uh, all these uh, uh, I'm not a guy. blogs and uh, liberty websites and stuff like that have just reached such a critical mass and yes. I've seen things that I used to mm-hmm. see back in the 70s mm-hmm. uh, with only very esoteric very tiny groups of very learned people 
in that uh, people now just commonly use the term fiat currency, for example, yes, and this yeah. comes just from the general population. So the education process that's been going on for decades is finally starting to get sort of to a critical level. And we saw it with the uh, Ron Paul campaign. You see it with the Tea Party movement. It may not be real sophisticated out there for everybody, but it's going to have a huge, I think it already is having a huge change. And, and I, I want to compliment you guys. This is my first time of uh, listening to you. Oh, wow. Uh, how'd, you, uh, how'd you find out about the show, Dave, if, you, if I may ask? Oh, uh, just, I, I actually, I, I visited New Hampshire uh, about a month ago. Oh. And specifically uh, spent a night in Keene just to check it out. Right on. Because I've been aware of the Free State uh, Project for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, of course, just looking through the websites and so forth, it was pretty easy to find out about you guys. And my... my uh, Android phone uh, just so happens I can put an app on it and listen to you guys. It's I've been doing it since you've been on. Well, excellent. Thank you so much. Did you have anything else tonight or uh, should we let you go? I wanted to let you know that you are reaching the Arctic Ocean. So, (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much, Dave, and thanks for the call tonight. This is She Talk Live. We'll be back with more coming up. Give us a call at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. She Talk Live. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Are you, are you ladies laughing at my excitement? Yes. I, I am yes. so excited to be here. <laughs> and I want to thank you. Just take this opportunity to thank you again for coming in with me. This is always a really fun time. Tonight is no exception, of course. And uh, we've had a first on She Talk Live. We've been informed in the last segment by a caller that we were reaching the Arctic Ocean, right? Yeah. <laughs> And we're so thrilled to um, to have all these people calling in from all over um, the world. Really, it's very cool. Um, so we're glad you're out you're out there listening. And to anyone else who hasn't called in but might be out there listening, enjoying us, and want to get your final thoughts in for this last segment of the show, uh, you can give us a call at six zero three four three five eleven zero five. I'm sorry, we'll do the roundtable on the second one six zero three four three five eleven zero five. Yes, indeed. <laughs> So please do give us a call and share your thoughts with us. Not that much time remains. And uh, we haven't heard from some of our regulars. We were just remarking during the break. There are a few. uh... (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I I won't tell that story. There's, There's a funny story about one of the regular callers and someone who forgot their name and made up another funny name but i'll i'll leave that as a teaser for the audience (laughs) Uh, so anyway ladies um you know we often come back to the theme of propaganda persuasion techniques uh outreach trying to bring more people to the ideas of liberty um in the show we've we've talked about it so many times and our last caller um in alaska uh, i believe his name was dave um he was uh just remarking on the prevalence of libertarian memes on the internet. Yes. And I believe, you know, I heard you say during the break, Carla, like, you know, if they could put the internet back in a bottle. They would. They would. Right. Yeah. Because I think what's happening is, is it's, you know, people often talk about these things as a, a battle of ideas. Yeah. And what has happened is the internet has made idea spreading ideas cheap. And in fact, free, free. Yeah. And so everything we do, you know, we're sitting in a beautiful studio in Keene. This recording will go up. People can download it later. Maybe, you know what? Every time, if every time we do a show, we touch 
two people. Not like the TSA touches them, but no. we, we touch, we tickle their brains, right? <laughs> yes. We eat your brains. <laughs> no. Mm. Mm. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, All we, right. no, no but, but, but if we but, reach but so, out. Yeah. So information spreading has become free. Right. Spreading The spreading of ideas has become free. And if they could put the genie back in the bottle, they can. They may try and regulate or legislate. And, you know, we hear those rumblings all the time. I don't yeah. think it would happen. It's I think it's impossible, which makes me believe as someone who is an internal optimist that we're going to win this battle. Because and good ideas propagate themselves, right? I mean, they do. And the yeah. thing is, like, what makes more sense? Like if the stuff we talk about, right, you're a sovereign being. You're allowed to decide for yourself. You, your labor is owned by you. Mm-hmm. It cannot be taken by someone else. All of these principles, this, these are things that kids know in a sandbox when they're three years old. Yeah. And from the time they're six to the time they're 18, if they're not part of the almost 50% that now drop out of high school in America, <laughs> um, yeah. they, and they're dropping out because they're like, I don't want to listen to this crap. If they... Yeah. Spend all this time. Imagine, imagine what the world would be like if people just knew these things from the time they were little. Yeah. It was a voluntary society. You know, sometimes. And those ideas, those ideas of autonomy and, and, and uh, respect and, and treating other people like human beings and uh, not using violence were fostered from a young age by both by parents and, and by any education that the kids might receive. Then you think about what a different world it might we, be. We would have a wonderful world where it would be filled with an entrepreneurs who just go, I have this great idea and I want you to willingly spend your money with me. And and I can do it because no one's interfering with my private life and what right. I want to do to pursue my dreams, right? No one's making me pay and pull permits and, uh, you know, give half of my income to some uh, uh, nebulous thing that is doing things that I disagree with. I mean, this is this may sound extremely harsh, but I'm like, Next time you're at an airport, just to circle back to the TSA, yeah. since this has been a theme for our evening, look at the people who work there. It's grandmothers and grandfathers. I mean, I, I have not had a TSA agent who wasn't at least like 65, 70. I've had some young ones that looked like they were out of maybe high school or <laughs> okay well yeah. well here in new hampshire i've definitely had and and i'm mm-hmm. like the reason those guys are working there is because their money has been stolen by the government mm. they're too old inflation is eating through their fixed incomes yeah. social security is not enough they keep adjusting the cpi they keep saying yeah. oh i'm sorry no you know what you need to eat cat food because that would make our numbers look better yeah, they were sold a bill of goods and told that they would be taken care of. And, you know, most of them believed it. And the mm. thing is, there are more people like us and voices like us and saying, and I have to think it has to resonate with people. People oh, have to hear does. these things and go, yeah, them three crazy <laughs> <laughs> ladies <laughs> are speaking the truth, oh, you know, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> and there are more and more and more and more and more of these sites. I mean, if you think yeah. all these things that are happening and all we have to do, if we get three of us and we touch 
non-TSA, <laughs> three more people and three more people and three more people, we can create an organism of freedom. We can create mm. something that is a voluntary society. An organism of freedom. I love that. I've never heard that phrase. I, I think I'm going to you borrow it. it here you first. heard it first on <laughs> She Talk Live. Well, I, I agree with you, Carla. And, uh, you know, to circle back, we, you know, we got that call from Josh a little earlier in the show who said that he found the ideas of liberty by reading um, Vin Serpinowitz's right. piece or, or his book or something like that. And I really think, you know, every time you ask someone how they found these ideas, mm -hmm. they they'll say something different. You know, they they they'll cite some kind of media or or an experience that influenced them or made them think about certain things. And I think we just need all the modalities of reaching out to people that we possibly can get because everyone modalities of organisms of freedom. <laughs> That's a book. Come on, some academic libertarian guy, <laughs> write me a book. <laughs> Carla cracks me up. Antigua looks like she's got something to say. Why don't you jump in? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I misread your face. <laughs> no, that was a look of horror. Antigua was like, "Ooh, Carla's the one in trouble tonight." <laughs> no, I was thinking no such thing. <laughs> no, Carla, you never get in trouble on this show. You get a gold star every time. Every time I've given Ten you points. a gold star. Ten points. This time I gave you two gold stars. Right? Ooh. <laughs> and before we end off the show, like I, I promised Taryn Lupo that I would give a plug for his boop. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> a plug for his, his boop. boop. Oh, Taryn's going to love that. Oh, that was such a Freudian slip. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I just said that. Okay, I'm going to go on like that just did not happen, but it did. Oh, Wheels Off Liberty is going to be remixing and replaying that clip forever. Uh, you know, because Taryn had told us that he wants to plug his book. Book, not boob. And he would only call into the show if we talked about boobs. So I was conflating those two things. Talking Mission about accomplished. <laughs> yes. Yep. Taryn got his uh, got his wish tonight. I hope he's listening and enjoying that. So check out Taryn's book. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is uh, the Pirates of Savannah. It's a historical fiction with ideas and themes of liberty, and you can download it totally for free at uh, what is it? Pir Pirates of Savannah book. I think you can just Google Pirates of Savannah book, and you can you can find that. And uh, you know. Just check out all the, you know, get your hands on all the free liberty-oriented content that you possibly can. Go to LRN, check them out. You know, you can go to archives.freetalklive.com and download years' worth of uh, FTL shows. And there's just such a wealth of information out there, and I'm so glad there is because it's not only helped me develop my own views, but, you know, provided a lot of resources for other people who are just hungry and yearning to learn about these ideas. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Yes, boob. That's uh, that's our last word almost because we're coming up. We've got about one minute left. So <clears throat> anyway, ladies, any any parting thoughts? I really enjoyed doing the show with you tonight. I feel like I've been doing a lot of the talking, but uh, <laughs> I want to get let you get the last word in if you have something to say. Antigone, say boob. No. <laughs> Please. No, not even for you, Carla. Enough of that. <laughs> oh, Antigone's got that that. Uh, that will that free will. She doesn't want to. <laughs> that free, yep. That free will. She won't good. do something just because someone asked her to. <laughs> Say free willy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, free your mind and the rest will follow. Anyway, this has been Chic Talk Live. Take care of yourselves and thanks so much for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate you lending us your ears and we'll be back next month. Until then, check out Free Talk Live. Ian and Mark are here during the week. 
And thanks so much again. We'll see you next time.